are so excited to share this with you this morning. This is the blessing of our young people and the Christmas story. And so we're going to watch this short little video about the gifts of Christmas, and we'll lead right into our young people. No? Merry Christmas. Let's try that again. <laughs> All right. The kids have really worked hard practicing for this uh, Christmas program. Uh, actually, for about a month, we've been practicing through part of their rec time in Awana on Wednesday night. So they've taken time out of playing to learn some Christmas songs to sing for y'all. So I hope it all uh, puts, puts you in the Christmas spirit. I know it has me. I mean, just seeing them in their cute PJs puts me in the Christmas spirit. So God bless you, and I hope you enjoy the program as we celebrate the gifts of Christmas. The night before Christmas went all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, and hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. And just as I watched him all sleep with such ease, my mind thought of all the hard times this world sees. Poverty, disease, war, and much more. What can bring hope? Hope we need, that's for sure. Many years ago, the world wondered the same thing. Could hope once again cause their hearts to sing? Even, even though things were bleak, even though things were dim, people hoped against us. Hope as Advent began.
Wake up, wake up, children. Hope has come. Have you heard Emmanuel saves us through his blood? Saves through his blood? That's such a steep price. Why would he offer such a hard sacrifice? Yes, that's true. God with us. Emmanuel will save. But how can this happen? Does blood, does blood bring hope beyond the grave? For God so love is how it all starts. He loves us and saves us, so let's give him our hearts.
The hope that Christ brings makes my heart skip a beat, for it's during the season when I think of Christ's miraculous feet. He brings us all hope. He also brings joy. He brings much more joy than presents or toys. Jingle bells, reindeer, and shopping are fun, but true in this joy only comes from the one who came to this earth as a baby one night to let us, so let us sing carols that bring such delight.
Immortal gladness. Immortal gladness. That's what the song said. I know that it is true in my heart, but my head just keeps spinning with all the things still left undone. Wrapping and baking and still buying for some.
Take a breath, don't miss a key part. Jesus also gives peace to your stressed, busy heart. I'm sure things were busy when Jesus was born, but for a moment the world stopped as a real peace had taken form. Jesus, 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 what an incredibly, incredibly wonderful name. I'm so thankful that down to this world he came. Let's all sing his praises. Let's give him our best. For through him and him alone, we are truly blessed.
my drum Gather around, all children. Come listen, come hear. Listen to the story of God drawing near. And come to earth as the Savior, the King. Thank him for gifts of hope, love, joy, and peace that he brings.
Well, I hope you've enjoyed our Christmas Eve service so far this morning. It's good to see all of your wonderful, beautiful, smiling, happy faces. And it's our joy, it's our privilege to be able to present to you the gifts of Christmas this morning as we have been doing that together as a church family over the last few weeks in this Advent season leading up to this special weekend tomorrow as we all celebrate the gift of Christmas, Jesus Christ. And it's our prayer that you, your hearts, your loved ones, your family, your homes will be filled with the gift of love, the gift of joy, the gift of peace, the gift of hope, the gift of Christ, as he is the one package that has it all in himself, and he offers himself, and has given himself, and he has come. And now let's listen to the Christmas story. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David, and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her. God has chosen to bless you. You will become pregnant and have a son, and you're to name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. But Mary asked the angel, How can I have a baby? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so the baby born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And while Mary was still a virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her fiancé, being a just man, decided to break the engagement quietly so as not to disgrace her publicly. And as he considered this, he fell asleep. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, don't be afraid to go ahead with your marriage to Mary. 
for the child in her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all of this happened to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Behold, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. He will be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. This prophecy from Isaiah 7:14 was given 700 years before Jesus was born. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He brought Mary home to be his wife, but she remained a virgin until her son was born. And at that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All returned to their own towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled from the village of Nazareth in Galilee and took with him Mary, his wife, who was great with child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to their, her first child, a son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. That night, there were shepherds in the fields outside the village guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terribly frightened, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. A Savior, yeah, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And this is how you will recognize him. You will find a baby lying in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. And suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host from heaven, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill toward men. The angels left and the shepherds said to each other, come, let us go to Bethlehem and see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they ran to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. The shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard their story were astonished, but Mary kept these things in her heart, and the shepherds went back to their fields and flocks, glorifying and praising God. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And at the same time came wise men from the east to Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've seen his star that arose and have come to worship him. Well, Herod was deeply disturbed by their question, as was all of Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law. Where do the prophets say the Messiah will be born? They said in Bethlehem, for this is what the prophet wrote. O Bethlehem of Judea, you're not just a lowly village of Judah, for a ruler will come to you who will be the shepherd for my people, Israel. This prophecy is found in Micah 5 and verse 2, and 2 Samuel 5 and verse 2. 
And both were written 700 years before Jesus was even born. So Herod, he sent a message to the wise men asking them to come to see him. And at this meeting, he learned the exact time when they first saw the star. And then he told them, go to Bethlehem, search diligently for the child. And when you find him, come and tell me that I may go and worship him too. After this meeting, the wise men went on their way, and once again the star appeared to them to guide them to Bethlehem, and went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when the, they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house where the child and his mother were, and they fell down, and they worshipped him. And they opened their treasure chest, and they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But when it was time to leave, they went another way because God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. And after the wise men were gone, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and the mother. And the angel said, Stay there until you, I tell you to return because Herod will try to kill you. Will try to kill that child. And that very night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary and his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. And they, this fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Out of Egypt, I have called my son. Well, Herod was furious, and when he learned the wise men had outwitted him, he sent soldiers to kill all the baby boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under because the wise men had told him that the star had first appeared to them about two years before and then later when Herod died God's angel appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt get up take the child and his mother and return to Israel all those who wish to murder the child are now dead so Joseph obeyed he arose and he took the child and his mother and he re-entered Israel. And when he heard that Herod's son had taken over as king in Judea, he was afraid to go there. But then Joseph was directed in a dream to go to the hills of Galilee. And on arriving, he settled in the village of Nazareth, fulfilling the words of the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And this, ladies and gentlemen and children, is the story of Christmas. Didn't our children do a great job this morning? It's pretty amazing, all these little ones, they come from all of us. It's pretty outstanding. God's way of blessing us is giving us children. 
And he gives us the, he's given us the greatest gift in a child, the child of Christ who was born, who came to take away our sins, who came to put love in our heart, who came to give us hope and to put joy deep down into our souls and to give us peace in life that can cause the most greatest storms. But this season, this Christmas, it's our prayer and it's God's delight to be able to unfold and unwrap the most perfect gift ever given to the world, the gift of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to gather together. And if a stable was good enough for your son to be born in, a gymnasium is good enough for us to have a church in. And we thank you that just as you filled the stable with joy and new life, you have filled this room with joy and new life. But it wasn't good enough to just be in a building, a place. You want to occupy our hearts. And this day, I pray and ask that God, you would truly fill every heart that is here today. I pray, God, that we have been reminded of what the real true meaning of Christmas is all about. These carols, these songs, these hymns, this story reminds us. It reminds us of the most powerful and most precious gift ever given to humankind, the gift of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that where any one of us, where we have tried to hide from you or we have tried to close you off or we have remained hard in our hearts or maybe we've just been discouraged, maybe just let down, disappointed, by whatever, that I pray that today there would be an opening in our hearts that you would come in. It only takes a small opening for you to come in. And I pray, God, that you would come into every heart, every life this season. Fill us fresh with your love. Fill us fresh with the reassurance of salvation in Jesus Christ. And God, fill us with hope that is still to come for you're not done with us yet. And I pray that we would all know and have peace in our heart to see and realize that Jesus, you are the reason for this season. You are the reason for life. You are the reason for everything. And we honor you and we give you thanks now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give God glory and praise with a hand clap? Thank you. We want to say thank you for uh, making some sacrifices this Christmas season, especially those of you who are part of our New Life Church family, giving to our Christmas blessing as we've been able to bless so many in our community and abroad around the world. We've been able to reach from Jackson all the way to South Africa this Christmas season, giving into the mission field, giving into the community of people's lives here in the city and community of Jackson, Tennessee. Thank you for making the sacrifice this morning to get your kids up, to get them here on time, and to allow them to be a part of this special 
day. You know, don't take for granted, these, this is not just a program. I know to us it might just be a program. I get that, but to, to these, to these young ones, our children, it's not just a program. It's more than that because what we've been able to hear, what we've been able to see and be a part of today, we've been able to, to, to be reminded from, from our offspring and, and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, we've been able to be reminded that Christ loves all of us, every single one of us. And so may you leave today with that assurance and that reminder that Jesus is big enough to hold every problem you have, faithful enough to forgive every mistake you've made, and he's good enough to walk with you through life's journey. May you take Jesus with you today and never let him go. We say God bless you on behalf of New Life Church. God keep you. God's face shine on you. God's peace fill your life. And may God's hand be on you in this season of Christmas. And we invite you back. If you don't have a church home, next Sunday morning, the first day of the new year, come back. 10.30. I know you'll be up late. It's all good. Come. I just want to be able to bless you in this new year as we prepare a new journey in 2017. But don't stop to forget, celebrate big today and tomorrow and with your families and friends. God bless you. Amen. Thank you.